Kidsport Calgary would like to recognize a partner, Elevate Lacrosse. Join Elevate Lacrosse, Canada's leader in youth lacrosse development. Registration is now open for the Elevate Winter Training Program, directed and coached by National Lacrosse League players, providing the highest level of indoor box instruction. Get registered today at www.elevatelacrosse.com. Sport Calgary presents the Face First Podcast with your hosts, Alicia Rissling and Grace Defoe. And here they are sliding right on in, Grace and Alicia. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kidsport Presents Face First Podcast. This is our first episode. My name is Alicia Rissling, and I have my colleague, Grace Defoe here. Grace, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Um, this is our first episode, and we're going to be diving into a bunch of topics that surrounding Sport Calgary, as well as the bigger picture of around Alberta. Um, we are representing kids' sport, and we are representing ourselves, trying to involve sport in our community throughout Calgary and Alberta. My name is Alicia Rissling. I am a bobsled pilot. I'm Grace. I'm a skeleton athlete. <laughs> And we're here to introduce a little bit about ourselves. So Grace, why don't you go first and just explain a little bit about your sport and how you got into it? Yeah, for sure. So I'm really excited because it is called Kidsport Presents Face First. And it's very, it doesn't happen very often that uh, skeleton gets presented before bobsleigh. <laughs> so uh, I'll, take, I'll take this win, Riz. But uh, my name's Grace. Uh, I've been a skeleton athlete since 2012. I grew up here in Calgary, Alberta. And I was a figure skater before I started skeleton, and somehow I got wrapped up in the world of sliding headfirst, and eight years later, I'm on the national team and trying to be an Olympic hopeful and hopefully go to a Games one of these days. Nice. What's your favorite track to compete on? Oh, I've been, gone back and forth, but I think Konegze. Like, the experience as a whole in Konegze in, uh, in Bavaria is amazing. How about you? Um, my favorite track will forever be St. Moritz, I think. But I haven't been in a couple of years, so I'm really itching to get back there this year, whether or not COVID holds us back. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Why don't you tell us more about yourself, Alicia? All right. Well, I was a multi-sport athlete. I like to tell the story. I had scholarships in four sports, basketball, volleyball, track and field, and soccer. Um, I stayed home. I'm born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. I stayed home and went to the U of A, where I was a panda. I competed in both track and field and uh, basketball my first year. Basketball team went all the way to the national final, lost by four. Still hurts to think about it. Those free throws weren't my free throws, but I'll never forget that game. Um, anyways, got injured after the first year, had to get surgery on my shins, and the coaches said, you got to choose one or the other. My volume was just too much. So I dropped track and field because my basketball team was so good, and we had such a core, great nip. Um, group of girls and then we uh, I played for five years I was captain for the final two years I graduated with a bachelor of science in kinesiology and I took a year off of school and sports and I decided that I wasn't quite done everything that I needed to do athletically yet and I decided to give bobsled a try (laughs) bobsled is a crazy sport for anyone who hasn't seen it on tv it is um, either competed in the two-man or the four-man. If you haven't watched Cool Runnings, it will explain everything for you. Not really, but close enough. <laughs> and uh, I didn't even know in my first year that women didn't compete in the four-man. But uh, so I got into it the summer of 2012, same time as you, I guess, eh? Oh, wow, yeah. And then 
from the first time down the track until my first run at the Olympic Games in 2018 was five, five and a half years. My teammate Heather Moyes and I came sixth. We missed a medal by 0.7 seconds, and that's when I decided that I had to try and go back for the next one. <laughs> I, uh, I missed last year due to a, a calf tear and been rehabbing for an entire season and really looking forward to this year, and then COVID hit. So I guess we can talk about some of the struggles of COVID too as we go along and how that affects training and yeah and yeah looking forward to a season that will be entirely based in Europe so we'll see what races we get to compete in but uh either way still continue to working to get back to that Olympic podium in 2022 yeah and you know we'll be cheering you on the whole way I remember (laughs) watching you in 2018 on the tv and being like I know her (laughs) because if Riz and I have trained together for off and on over the last, I would say, six years or so, and, and still now we share a strength coach and sprinting coach. So um, I remember cheering you and Heather on, and uh, we'll be hopefully cheering you on again in 2022. But it's a little bit of a battle of, Alberta, or battle of Alberta here, Edmonton versus Calgary. But, I mean, we're coming together to just talk about the beauty of sport and the gift of sport and all that and, you know, talk about some really awesome stuff happening in our community. So I'm really looking forward to us uh, getting to know some people over the next few episodes. For sure. This is going to be great and also really excited. So our, we, get, we can move into our, our connection to kids sport. So I've been a Calgarian now for uh, going almost nine years, which is crazy. But after living in Edmonton for the first 23 years of my life. But um, I, I, kids sport is such a great organization that um, is so getting – what you and I think both feel very passionate about is getting kids involved in sport and the importance of, um, how do you explain it? Physical literacy? Well, just physical literacy and the joy of sport. Like sport completely changed my life, like in my first sport career and then finding skeleton again. So I just talk about how like all the amazing experiences that sport has brought me in my life. And I really think we're both passionate about making sure that the next generation has that opportunity because really not everyone always has the opportunity. I was very lucky that I did, and that's why Kidsport is there and Flame, the Flames Equipment Bank is to make sure that everyone can have the opportunity to pursue what they what they want and what they love. Yeah, and it's just so important. Like, we know the cost of sport is getting astronomical. You and I are in the two most expensive sports that ever existed, I think. So if I would have known that, I probably wouldn't have even started. But especially from that grassroots level, it's just so important to get <laughs> all these young kids involved and be able to try everything that they want to play because every kid should have that opportunity. Um, so that's why I think both of us have gotten involved with kids sport. And we have a pretty incredible team of ambassadors here in Calgary. And I also chose to um, get involved with uh, the Edmonton branch as well. Not so much with their kids sport branch, but we were involved in another initiative that we tried to get off the ground for the last year and COVID actually has kind of held us back but that's called Girls and Grit Um, and that one's being uh, focusing more on the women's side because you and I are also involved with Fast and Female. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah I mean I think it's also very unique to have two two female athletes on on the podcast basically co-hosting. I don't think that happens very often but yeah so Fast and Female focuses obviously just like Girls and Grit on providing opportunities for female to to Uh, Okay, hold on. Uh, So Fast and Female, basically they're an organization that inspires and gives young girls mentors and just basically shows them also the joy of sport and and why being an athlete is so cool and being active because like you and I both know that 12, 13, 14 age range, sport participation as a female just plummets. And I remember sticking through that, um, but I also remember looking around at all my friends and 
they no longer did sport. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think about, you know, what would have happened to my life if I had done that? So Fast and Female really focuses on bringing mentors like us and showing them how awesome it is to be a female athlete and be active and healthy. And a really important thing for me was when I was growing up, there wasn't opportunities for women to continue being athletes for most of their lives. Like it, it wasn't a thing. Um, so it wasn't something that I ever could grow up aspiring to. So that's why I think when I set my athletic goals at such a young age, they might've been a little short-sighted. Like, yes, my goal was to get a scholarship, but I never really thought past that because I never really thought about those opportunities. Um, and now we can have the younger generations growing up and idolizing female role models and athletes because there are more of them. They're not just athletes that are done after, you know, maybe they play NCAA or, or um, U sport, but then that's it. So we're offering this avenue. So Really something that I think both you and I are very passionate about and just because of the opportunities that sport have brought for both of us. Um, my favorite part about sport is it's allowed me to travel the world. It's become actually my career for the last, I wouldn't say it was a career for the first couple of years, but may, maybe the last four or five years. Um, and, and more than anything, it's given us this platform where we can give back to our communities and, and really be advocates for the importance of it. Yeah. And I know I talk a lot about like what I want my legacy to be when I'm done with sport. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been provided this platform and I'm very passionate about using it because yeah, like if you are going to remember for your athletic achievements, like great, your me those memories will fade. But if you like actually make change and inspire others, those memories are going to last a lot longer. At least that's what I think. So um, yeah, it's definitely been for me just being an athlete. I love to travel as well. And that's part of it. I love to take an extra day on either end of tours mm -hmm. and go explore some cities. And that's been really fun. But really also look at all the friends that I have now. And, and it's all because of sport. And I think about when we trained together at our last gym revolution. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of all of those friends I would it have never special. had. No, we it had was... a special special group there, that's for sure. That's why I became a kid sport ambassador because yeah. I looked around the room and I'm like, well, all these people are kid sport ambassadors, mm -hmm. so clearly I should be too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong with that. And I was just thinking back to that. Remember, was it last year or two years ago when we did the the Hitman kid sport ambassador? game were you there for that one? Oh yeah I've been to the last two we had a we had an awesome we were on the a tricycle race. race and I put us behind after the first round and you brought it back and brought it home and we won last year it was yeah that was that was one hell of experience actually that was so much fun so what happens is we, what is it called the kids sport games I can't remember what we call it. Hitman home opener. It's well, our home that, opener yeah. game, and yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm a huge Hitman fan because um, even as an Edmontonian, because my little brother played for the Hitman for five years, and he was the captain. So um, I've been going to Hitman games for years now, and and to be that entertainment for the people in every intermission where we we got to yeah we had a tricycle race and we had a pizza box building competition <laughs> and some other ridiculous stuff, but that was a lot of fun. And we got to represent kids board and, and watch some awesome community games around here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Life dream fulfilled to be at the center of the saddle dome for me as a born and raised Calgarian. I was like, this is it. I <laughs> made great. it. Check off my bucket list. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Speaking of pizza boxes, another fun event that I've got to do. You said you haven't been to it yet is no, I've never been. I'm always away sliding. I know. And usually we are away sliding. So actually last year, because I was injured, it was the first year I got to go it was the Eric Francis pizza pig out, um, hosted at Cowboys and 
a bunch of pizzerias from all over the city. Oh, I love pizza. So, I know. Who doesn't <laughs> love pizza? Gets to submit um, what they feel are their, their top pizzas. And there's categories like meat and vegetarian and um, gluten-free. And then, like, even just, like, weird pizzas. And you get to go around and try these little slices of all. So, like, I remember I didn't eat all day that day. I literally fasted for probably 24 hours from dinner the night before. So I could fit that into my macros because I'm still trying to be a really good athlete. <laughs> and get to try all that pizza. And then the next day I got in the car and drove to Edmonton. And I got to go to the Jason Greger Pizza Pit out. And that one was hosted in um, Rogers Arena, which is a beautiful building. I'm going to represent that one. To it is beautiful. As a Calgarian, I can admit <laughs> you that You have to well. be able to admit that. Um, and then in that one, I got to be in a pizza eating contest oh, where wow. we had a timed amount to, I felt like one of those like Nathan's hot dog eating competitions and you had to shove as much pizza in my mouth as I possibly could. I think we had like two minutes and it, the most impressive thing was one of the guys that was up there with us finished the entire wheel and it was like a medium sized pizza. That's insane. It was next level. I didn't even want to try to compete with that, but. My stomach hurts after like, I think two or three pieces these days. So I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. It was impressive. He was basically just inhaled it. It was, and he like had this like technique where he was squishing the pizza into a thing. Clearly not his first pizza yeah, eating contest. Obviously not. But COVID seems to ruin these things for us. And now we don't get to do all the fun events. Um, however, this year we're going to, in true Kidsport um, spirit try and make sure that the the fun lives and so we're gonna have the pizza pig out however it's gonna be in a different form i'm gonna read some of the things we have there so each of the pizzerias is going to submit three pizzas that are going to be their entry level for the competition and i think so I think the theme, too, of the Eric Francis Pizza Pig out here is really support local as well and banding behind our local businesses here and giving them business mm-hmm. on the other end. So not only is it awesome promotion for kids sport, but on the other end, we're really behind that support local initiative right now um, in Calgary. More than and ever we need this. I can't believe how many businesses I've seen that are like shutting our doors after 30 years. Like not another one. So sad. So this is our chance, people. We can band together, support kids sport, as well as our local businesses and try and keep our Calgary um, small businesses running. So how do you take part? You can order from, it, from our pizzerias anytime from October 14th to October 29th. Then cast your vote for your favorite pizza flavors at www.ericfrancispizzapigout.com. And that's right in the middle of my camp. So I know that I'm going to have to be very careful as a, as a good athlete who's supposed to be following my proper nutrition. I will be probably entering all the gluten-free options because those are the ones that will appeal the most to me. <laughs> I think I have one night off between our camp before I leave for Whistler. So I think that one night I will order all of the pizzas. All of the pizzas. With my family. Yeah, I will just order like a bunch and, Ooh, and try a bunch. that's a good idea. Yeah. Have a bunch. Have a little of your cohort COVID group or even maybe we could do it with the teams, bring some in when camp ends. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah. Speaking of camp, when is your start? Uh, we have a camp coming up just October 19th, um, full week pushing, running, lifting weights, all that jazz. And then pretty much a 24 hour turnaround before I hop in a car and drive out to Whistler for our uh, selection races, which, we're staying within Canada, so I guess that's that's a plus. But you when guys have yours. When are you going to Whistler? October 26th. And doesn't it open November 5th now? <laughs> that's what I heard. I had a call this morning, so you know more than me. 
Nope, definitely not. <laughs> well, no, no. I. It's just funny because our sliding sports are just, this is how we live our lives. We never know where we're going to be until we actually are on a plane going there or in the car driving there because things change on a dime. Um, I, how, yeah. yeah, I thought Whistler got pushed back because our camp goes October 8th to the 23rd. So we're going for two weeks because we missed our both our July camp and our September camp. So did we. So. And, uh, but I had to submit my lifts and uh, virtually, which I didn't do. And I think they were due last night. Um, so that might be an issue, but, uh, I think they pushed the deadline to that week. I hope this is a problem. Just claim technical difficulty. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just, I've been moving for the last couple of days and, and it's not a good time. Really? To be prime athletic performance. <laughs> no, it doesn't, but it does help that I, I'm in my taper. So I guess I don't have to spend that long as a gym and like, unlike my normal three hour sessions, yeah, I know. It's been, it's been crazy. I, I think back to the start of the pandemic and I don't know about you, you have a gar- you had a garage gym before you moved. Thank uh, goodness. And I had a gym at my dad's house, but, um, many a zoom sessions this, this off season of with, uh, with our coaches, Carla or Nick on the mm-hmm. screen and mm-hmm. trying to set up all the video angles. Do you see, is this good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I made for a little bit of inefficient training, but at least we got the training in. So like, how athletes I've, I've known so many that have had to deal with pandemic and when gyms close down and, but we still have a season, we still have to prepare. And I'm looking at my social media and I see that the Germans are business as usual. Like they're training full out in their training groups and, and some of the other ones have full access to their things. And I think it's just depend where in the world you are. And I was determined to not be at a disadvantage when season started this year. So I'm so thankful that I had a gym in my garage that I could still get everything training, all my training in, but unfortunately didn't have access to my coaches. So yeah, same thing as you video angles. And then you do your whole lift and then you send your videos to your coaches and then they analyze it and then they tell you what to do for next time. So it's a little different. Whereas if I had one-on-one training and was in the gym and I was screwing something up and they could fix it immediately and then go back in. So kind of, prolonged fixing some of the things that I wanted to fix this summer but at the end of the day I was still doing the work and feeling confident getting ready for camp yeah half my videos I think involve me with my head in my hands halfway through the sets wondering (laughs) if I'm doing it correctly because many of our coordination exercises with like the swinging dumbbells and stuff there oh yeah we do opposite arm opposite leg and and I literally look at the camera at one point and I'm like look at obviously I'm gonna send it to my coach Nick and Car coaches Nick and Carla after your coaches too and I'm like Mm -hmm literally just dead set eyes looking off into the distance and then I sent it fully over and I was like I cl- clearly questioned everything that I'm doing halfway through but it ended up okay they were like yeah you're doing it just fine um yeah I mean it's been a tough year I look at Russians are already on ice um yeah, they're sliding they're yeah. sliding already and uh we haven't even had an off-season camp yet but that's okay we're resilient <laughs> that's all about sport being adaptable and being resilient so I think we'll be okay no matter what happens we'll be all right and it's least, at least it's not Olympic year. So <laughs> hopefully we have that in our pocket. Hopefully. I mean, yeah, you never know. But it's, uh, it's interesting times definitely right now. But mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm more worried about all the kids. What do you think? I've tried to talk to some of my teacher friends about what their seasons are going to look like this year. I've heard um, a couple like hockey programs are just going to be playing against the same team for a couple weeks. I know um, one of our strength and conditioning coaches, Quinn, he said his son's playing football and they play the same team every week and they have to play every other week to make sure that nobody is developing any symptoms. So less opportunities for the kids, which kind of sucks. Definitely sucks, but I think it's also a good time 
the and on the other side is that these kids that have gone 11, 12 months a year or through and through for the last five years, they might have actually got finally got a break to just play outside all summer, I hope. And, uh, and maybe it opened their eyes to other opportunities, other individual sports or other skills they can work on. Um, yeah, I think that I, I'm a little bit of a positive person, so sometimes I like to look at that side, but I do see the other side and see us be impacted and see lots of local sport groups be impacted for sure by COVID. And it's not easy on that front either to run a sport run a sport organization right mm-hmm. now it's it's incredibly difficult because really you don't know yeah if one person comes and they have tested positive like what do you do mm-hmm. no you're, you're absolutely right and I never but I like your positive perspective because sometimes I don't even think of it like that <laughs> I find myself I, it takes a little while for me to to stop think breathe before I I realize I'm like everything's going to be fine but you have a very good perspective that's what I like about you Grace <laughs> well thanks I mean yeah it it comes with, I mean, sometimes I do have negative thoughts, but I like to try and spin it around and be positive about it. Just makes things. That's natural. Everybody does. Like it is, it's an athlete thing. Eventually. I feel like a lot of athletes are like, okay, but what's next? Mm-hmm. And they're like, just move on from, from the last thing, no matter what, if it was a positive or a negative thing, they're like, okay, just what's next. What can I do to be better? It's like a really good point. I don't know what it is about athletes and, and that respect, but we're clearly just thinking always forward rather than thinking backward. Okay. So Grace, what do you have going on outside of your sporting life? Uh, outside of my sporting life, I work full-time at Classroom Champions. I'm on the education support team, so I deal with all the teachers that implement the awesome programming. And I think we have a little bit of a connection there because Alicia is actually one of our mentors at Classroom Champions. We just overlap everywhere. We overlap <laughs> in a lot of areas in our yeah. life. But yeah, so I work full-time, actually started... I was an athlete intern there a couple of years ago and I just, uh, during COVID took a full-time position. Um, it's really awesome. I also love just working with teachers and kids and, um, we're based in social emotional learning and mentorship. And so that's just another pillar in this whole thing of my legacy after is really talking about those concepts. So, um, and outside of that, I live with my boyfriend and our dog and we just enjoy cruising around the city all summer and, you know, going to the little hidden gems and, and enjoying the outside. So, yeah. How about you? <laughs> um, so my full-time job was public speaking, actually. So that disappeared with COVID. Um, and I've had to uh, be a little bit more creative. I tried to take my, my speaking business online through a partnership with the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, as well as Airbnb, which was a, going to be uh, a sponsor for the Tokyo Olympics. Um, that was that went absolutely fantastic. I got to connect with people from all over the world, and my my online experience is uh, creating vision boards and goal setting. Um, but unfortunately, that doesn't pay all the bills, and I lost a whole my sponsorship with COVID as well. So I did get a job this summer. I actually went back to waitressing. It was a job that I did all throughout university, and my first couple of, it paid for my first couple of years of bobsled, and haven't had to work in four years. So that was pretty tough. I was working at Craft Downtown. It was fun, but it was just it was tough because we have a rooftop patio and five sets of stairs between the kitchen and there. So I was doing about twenty five thousand steps and forty sets of stairs every day, on top of training. My legs were tired. <laughs> I have seen those stats on your, I think on your phone or on your Apple watch. And I was like, that is crazy. Yeah. And you're still showing up to the track on, on our training days and still crushing out sprints. And I'm like, they weren't fast. We know they weren't fast, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. They're we're... going to be fast when it counts in a couple of weeks, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And other than that, my favorite thing to do is same thing. I love the city. I love taking the scooters around. I love biking around um, Princess Island Park and that I live in that kind of Kensington area now just moving just off 17th Ave. Um, 
and I love to frequent patios and my other favorite thing to do is watch sports. So I'm a huge sports fan. You know that about me. I'm always know what game one. I play fantasy football, um, huge NHL fan. And right now I'm into MLB because that's the playoffs and yeah, that's our, our spiel. That's a little bit about me. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a huge sports fan too. So mm-hmm. I think we we will have a little bit of sports banter over the next few podcasts because, too, well, NHL just wrapped up. I'm not as much into MLB, but mm-hmm. uh, wasn't even that into basketball. I'm not gonna lie. And then during COVID, there's nothing else to watch, and I was just so stoked for live sports. I was yeah. like, basketball, NHL, everything, everything. <laughs> so yeah, I think that uh, we have that in common as well. We do. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting October because usually this is my favorite time of year. October, I always say, is my favorite month because it's like when NHL usually starting, football's in full swings. Usually we have the CFL playoffs and then our sports start. <laughs> um, and NBA would be starting as well at this point. So it's going to be a weird, it's not my favorite October because of the way things are going down. But um, again, we're just going to have to make the best of it. Yeah, I mean, what is time anymore? <laughs> I hear you. So we're really looking forward to some of the conversations we're going to have mm-hmm. over the next few episodes. We're going to be diving into community, into sport, all that stuff. Um, so looking forward to Kidsport Presents Face First. Absolutely. And we're going to have some great guests along the way. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Kidsport Calgary wants to thank Sport Calgary for providing this podcast platform. Sport Calgary acts as a resource for sports organizations with a ton of information available online at sportcalgary.ca. Learn about community and coaching resources, research, jobs, and of course, the latest in Calgary sport.